0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Paul Think Grow podcast. Today's podcast is going to be on love. I'm gonna call it Love's Kaleidoscope, embracing the seven types of love, which is like my heartwarming podcast. But I have an idea here. Love is one of those things that people look at and they start off with just thinking of romantic love, but understanding that there is more to love than just romantic love. So, I want to welcome you to an enlightening enlightening expedition into the Kaleidoscope of Love. Today, we'll embark on a journey of exploration and try to delve into the depths of human emotion and unravel the, the, the multifaceted tapestry of love and love's many expressions. So through the ages, poets, philosophers, artists, they all have attempted to capture the essence of love, of what love is or how to express love. And for its, uh, for it, because it's a force of nature, it's a force that moves us, that shapes us, that, that helps us feel and connect in ways beyond our normal comprehension. And from tenderness of a mother's touch to the exhilaration of a newfound romance. Where love takes on various different hues, illuminating the human experience and all its beauty and its complexity. So I want to go through a bunch of this. So in this podcast, I want to draw, or in this podcast episode, I want to draw inspiration from the ancient Greeks who believed that love was not just a singular entity, but a diverse, a diverse spectrum comprising of several distinct types, and we embark on this journey of discovery. As we embark on this journey of discovery, I want you to to examine each type in detail, and we're going to go through them, shedding light on its unique essence and exploring the importance of cultivating these different forms of love in our lives and why it's essential to recognize and appreciate the diversity of love. By understanding these varied expressions, we can gain a deeper insight into ourselves and others by fostering empathy, compassion, and a richer tapestry of relationships. The love's dance may be intricate, but through this exploration, hope to find a resonance in our own shared human experience. So to prepare your hearts and minds for this odyssey, um, we're going to talk about uh, the different types of love, and I'll try to uh, describe them in a way that relates to us in general, because the, the, the idea of love can be abstract in so many different ways. But I'd like to focus down on, <clears throat> on a few key points and a few different types. So I'm your host, Paul Davis and we're going to be embracing this magnificence of love and in all its forms to uncover the transformative power it holds to understand this to understand these these different types of love uh, will give you a deeper deeper um, avenue of expression as well as a way to understand what situations you're in as well as a way to understand what situations are possible and what things are out there. And of course, this is by no means an exhaustive list. So don't listen to it and go, well, that's all there is because every human being has a unique version of what love is to them and what different types of love is to them and how that time is brought on. So let's start off by, we're going to start with one of the first ones that everybody sort of know about. And this is Eros. It's pronounced eros. Um, how do I say this? E H R O S. Eros. Eros is the first type of love, and it captures the essence of romantic and passionate connections. And it's at its core, um, eros ign- ignites, ignite, in- ignites intense feelings of desire and emotion, and attachment between two individuals. So, for an example, picture a couple experiencing uh, the initial stages of love. Their hearts are fluttering, their their minds and souls feel like they're intertwined, and with an insatiable yearning for each other's presence, they want to be around each other. And how this might look in somebody's life is uh, the warmth of shared glances, the thrill of first dates, the euphoria of being swept off your feet. So. Those of you who have yet to experience that, it is a miraculous feeling. It feels like a new dimension of connectivity. It is very wonderful. The next one is Philea. And, it, and it's pronounced f- the first one was Euros. That's the first type of love. The next one is Philea. and you'll see the distinction as I go through them Philea, Philea. And Philea is often referred to as love of, of friendship and it exemplifies the power of camaraderie and shared understanding. And this type of love forgoes deep connections based on mutual respect, and it, it, sorry, it fosters deep connections based on um, mutual respect, trust, and, and common interests. So this is how you would build friendships with Philea. This is the type of love. So you can say to your friend, I really love you like and you don't mean that in a romantic way you mean that in a philia way you mean that in a friendship way so an example envision two lifelong friends and their bonds have been weathered by the trials of time and offering unwavering support to each other and companionship and both joy in both joy and sorrow so you know they they're their companions in both the good times and the bad times but it's not a romantic love, and how this might look in someone's life is uh, the comfort of knowing that you have someone who truly gets you, celebrating life's triumphs together, and offering a shoulder to lean on during the hard times. Those people that um, that you know you love, but it's not romantic. Um, so that's that's number two. Number three is storge. So storge, or storge. So storge. Love is is deeply embedded in fa- in the family unit. It it uh, empathizes the unconditional affection among kin, and this is the tender love that parents have for their children, and vice versa, as well as the the affectionate bond among siblings and extended family. For example, imagining a <clears throat> mother's nurturing embrace, her unconditional love. Uh, Providing a safe haven for her children to grow and thrive, excuse me. And how this might look in someone's life I've just kind of described it. But, you know, family gatherings filled with laughter and and the support of, of guidance offered through life's milestones and reassuring that person or the reassurance of knowing that you belong and someone else belongs in that situation. And that is storge or storge, however you pronounce it. The next one um, is one of my favorite ones. It is mostly attributed to um, to a uh, spiritual sense. But this one is agape, agape, agape is the epitome of altruism, compassion. It represents selflessness and unconditional love for others and it extends beyond the personal relationship that encompasses love for humanity as a whole and transcending boundaries and differences and everything uh, for example witness a humanitarian leading and helping lending a helping hand to a stranger in need uh, driven by a deep sense of empathy and a care for their fellow beings and this might look like volunteering for a soup kitchen or participating in charitable events or Uh, simply offering a listening ear to someone in, in distress, regardless of who that person is. Now, agape love is also that love that we attribute to a religious sense where it's a spiritual connection that God loves us in the sense that we are loved regardless of who we are, regardless of what we are. And that is a love that transcends boundaries and requirements and of course when you when it comes to certain religions you can actually say that you know yeah there are sh- there are restraints within that but that doesn't mean that that love is any less diminished or turned away that means that there is an in-cap- incapability of contradiction so just like you would say if you were in romantic love and you said i don't want you to be with anyone else it doesn't mean that i don't love you anymore it just means that i cannot be you know, a part of your life because you have betrayed that trust. So the the agape love is unconditional and unconditional is deeper than just, um, you know, working in a soup kitchen or, you know, lending a helping hand. It is I do this because you are you and I am me and there is no condition to whether you are good or bad or happy or sad or up or down. It is unconditional. And that is something that's super deep and it's extremely hard to do. It is beyond even what a parent's love for a child could be, because there is no boundary. There is no stopping. There is nothing that can happen that can change that love. It is 100% as it is, and it's immovable and it, unchangeable. So the next one is uh, Ludus. Now, Ludus is the love of playfulness and flirtation. Now, this is a type of love that the Greeks put as um, as a love of playfulness and flirtation, but it's also a gaming type of love. It adds as much excitement and joy to the romantic relationship. It's a lighthearted and, and teasing love experienced during the early stages of courtship, usually. And interestingly enough, um, Ludus is also a ancient Roman game that's a very complicated game. I can't describe exactly how it's played. I've read up on it quite a few times and I cannot I cannot describe how it's played, but if you want to Google it, go, ahead, go for it. <clears throat> but an example of Ludus is two people delighting in the thrill of playful banter and laughter, building a, a connection through humor and shared experiences, and the playful teasingness of jokes and inside jokes and the sense of wonder that comes with exploring new connections. That's ludus. Ludus is a type of love. And yes, this can be done outside of love as well, just as a means of, of entertainment. But if you are developing a connection, if you are building a connection, it is a spark of love within that. And that's what ludus is. The next type of love is ph- philotia. Philotia. Philotia, Philotia, love of self, it highlights the importance of nurturing a healthy relationship with yourself. When a balanced Philotia fosters self-esteem, um, self-confidence, and positive self-image, this is what you feel. This is when when that balance comes in and you love yourself, this is what this is, it's Philotia. This is what I describe it in other video where I've talked, another um, uh, podcast where I've talked about um, seeing yourself in your own mirror. Look in your mirror and smile. Talk to yourself. Speak to yourself. Tell yourself good things and begin to believe those things because you are building philotia, You are building uh, a relationship with yourself. And eventually that relationship begins to be, I love myself. Your self-confidence, self-esteem, passion for who you are and your self-image grows. <clears throat> so picturing someone engaging in self-practices, prioritizing their well-being and setting boundaries to maintain a healthy sense of self, and taking the time for self-to self-reflection, uh, practicing mindfulness and being kind to yourself through life's challenges. You know, a lot of people get to a point where things happen that's bad and they start really talking bad about themselves. I am this, and I am that, and I'm never gonna this, I'm never gonna that, and that is the most, that is the negative most worst thing you can do. That is the worst thing you can do. Because you are rejecting yourself and telling yourself the negative things, which is creating a relationship of building that negative connotation with yourself, that negative idea, that negative feeling, that negative notion of yourself, which lowers your own self-esteem, lowers your own um, self-love and self-worth. Okay. So the next one, um, pragma. Pragma is the enduring is pragma, the the enduring and mature love that thrives through dedication and compromise in a long term relationship. So it's the love that emerges after weathering the test of time and evolving through life's changes. So this is what, you know, married couples that have been together 10, 15, 20 years. 30 years, 40 years, they have a love of pragma. They have a pragma love. And it witnesses a couple who have navigated through the highs and lows of life together. And their love depends, their love depended by mutual understanding and unwavering commitment to each other. So growing together as a couple cherished by hard memories and difficult times and embracing each other's growth and transformation because as time goes on, each person grows and transforms into the new version of themselves, over and over and over. And embracing that, and loving that, and cherishing that, and being able to share that journey, and being able to look back and go, "We've went through some hard times, <clears throat> but I still have this ultimate love for you." That's thriving through um, dedication and compromise in a long-term relationship. That's pragma. That is the love of pragma. So those are seven particular love types. And I know when most people think of love, they just think of, you know, having love for something or someone, and they think of those as the only two differences, but these are all the loves for someone, including yourself. Eros, which is the love captured in romance and the essence of romantic, passionate connections. Um, which is the, the love of friendship, and, and exemplifies the power of camaraderie and shared understanding. Storge. Storge, a storge, is the, the deep embedded love that you have with a family member, a family unit that creates a sense of belonging and comfortability, and unconditionally providing a safe haven with each other. Um, agape, which is a love of, of altruism, compassion, represents selflessness and unconditional love that never wavers without any requirement of the other person to do something in order to gain that love or maintain that love. And that's one of the big things. When you think of agape, when you think of love, yes, we, we do things to gain love, but what do we do to maintain that love? And when you have agape love, that other person who you are loved or loving, doesn't have to do anything to maintain that love. This love is purely from you to them. And that kind of love is very rare. Um, Ludus, the love of, of playfulness and flirtation, which it creates an excitement in, in romantic relationships, but also like when you just have a great friend and, and you, are, you are creating that, that um, relationship born out of humor and shared experiences. Excuse me. Um, Philotia. Philotia, the love of self that highlights the importance of nurturing your own self and how you think of yourself, which builds the self-esteem and compassionate and your self-image. And finally, Pragma, the enduring and mature love that thrives through dedication and compromise in a long-term relationship, usually built up over a quite a long time once you have been through quite a few things with that other person. So, understanding the different types of love is crucial for us. It enhances your relationship and recognizing the various forms of love it can cultivate more meaning and fulfilling relationships in your life. And by understanding what each type is, understanding what each type entails can it can help you communicate your feelings more effectively and better comprehend the emotions expressed by others. So if you've really had a time where somebody is feeling one way towards you and you know you don't really know what type of love they have, whether it is um, romantic or if it is just friendship or if this or that, these are some definitions that give you an idea that yes, there are different types of love. And when you're starting out in a relationship, Or even if you're in the middle of a relationship, sometimes these loves can be misconstrued. Um, You can see things one way and not because you don't have an idea of what other loves are out there. You only see love and you go, this person must be romantically in love with me. They may only be um, in love with you in the sense of friendship, in the sense of of deeply um, being kin with you, deeply being. Uh, camaraderie, deeply being uh, mutually respecting you or or trusting you or have very deep common interests with you. This could just be philia. And you misconstrued it as um, eros, a a romantic love. So look at the distinctions between that and the actions that are taken. Actions speak a lot louder than words. So think about that. The empathy and compassion comes from learning about the different types of love that help us develop the empathy and compassion towards others. And when we grasp a diverse way that people experience and express love, we can become more accepting and understanding of their emotional needs and understanding of their situation of what they're in. This um, understanding all of these different types of love will give you more self-awareness that enables you to gain insight into your own emotional landscape and encourage self-reflection and help you to identify the types of love that resonate with you most, leading to deeper understanding of yourself. Uh, resilience in relationships, by recognizing these uh, these different types of love, you can actually make your relationship stronger and help navigate the challenges that relationships might face or that your relationship might face. And so when, when acknowledging when you acknowledge the ebbs and flows of different love types, you can work through the difficulties with patience and understanding. This will also give you, learning all of these different love types will give you healthier boundaries. So you can understand the boundaries and expectations associated with each type of love. Um, and that will allow you to set healthier boundaries in relationships. And you can you can even differentiate between genuine love and toxic dramatics or... Or prompting emotional well-being within yourself because you have healthier boundaries and know what's what and know what's happening between whatever relationship you're in or whatever relationship you choose to be in or whatever relationship you really desire this will give you more personal growth understanding these seven types of love can can give you a way to explore the intricacies of love and the different facets providing opportunities for your own personal growth, so greater appreciation can be a huge thing that you'll get out of understanding these different t- types of love and understanding the spectrums of love that it, that we encounter and we go through as human beings. And it helps you to a cherish, help you to cherish and appreciate the people in your life, knowing the unique roles that they play and the love they bring to your existence. This can help you navigate love's challenges. So each love comes with its own uh, set of challenges by understanding these challenges and understanding these different types of love. You can approach them with empathy, patience, and a willingness to grow through difficulties in your relationships. This can give you a better understanding of cultures and understanding and appreciating the different types of love uh, can also, you, you also be able to understand and respect the cultural variations and how love is expressed and perceived around the world. And finally, number 10 of these understanding points can give you emotional intelligence. Developing emotional intelligence through understanding the complexities of love that helps to equip you with valuable skills for managing your emotions and fostering a healthy, uh, healthier relationships and healthier connections with everybody around you. So try and comprehend the different types of love that enrich our lives, that deepen our connections with others, and it nurtures your personal growth and well-being. This will empower you to navigate the intricacies of love with greater wisdom and grace and create a more harmonious living world for everybody. So one last time, let's just run through them. The seven types of love, according to the Greek types of love. Eros. The first type of love that captures the essence of romantic and passionate connections. Philia. Which is um, it exemplifies friendship, camaraderie, uh, shared understanding. Storge, which is uh, deeply family unit, emphasizes unconditional affection among kin. Um, agape, which is a unconditional love, a love that has no boundaries, a love that's a lot of times one directional, but it is. A love that has no requirements or no need for somebody else to do something to ensure that love. Um, Ludus, a love of playfulness and flirtation and can add excitement to your romantic relationships. Uh, Philotia, which is a love of self, which is helpful to Uh, create and foster self-esteem, self-compassion, and and your self-image. And pragma. Pragma, that love that comes when you have been with somebody for a long time and you have built up a relationship based off of things you've been through, times you've you've sorted things out, the understanding of that person, the acceptance and cherishing of that person and their shared experiences, memories, memories, and accepting their own growth and transformation. Those are the seven types of love. And I hope that I went through them with some um, sense of grace and some sense of of, uh, understanding, because it was very difficult to put this together, because love is such a complexity. And what I went through, like I said, is not an exhaustive measure of love. This is just what the Greeks had written as the seven different types of love. There are more different types of love. I think these are the main seven. And I don't want anybody to start replying to me saying that you missed this one. You missed that one. Yes, there are uh, quite a few more different types of love because every human being has a different perspective on how they see love and how they express love and how they want to receive love and how they they understand love. You know, Some people understand love as a chemical and some people understand love as purely a transactional action and some people understand love as something that is incomprehensible some others have uh, you know something that's something that that can't be reached something that is so easily reached something that is uh, vague something that is super bright there is so many different ways to describe love but these are seven points that i want you to look at as love's kaleidoscope, embracing the seven types of love, according to the Greeks. So thank you guys for listening. I know it was short, but I hope you had fun. See ya.